Gabriel! Byron! That's you all! <laughs> <laughs> no, it just started with the fucking bomb ass. Um, the, the bomb. <laughs> no, 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 the music. The mu the no, 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 the, the oh, awesome bike. Oh, 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 it's the same piece. No, the one that he's in the bed. Yes, yeah, oh no, that's so crazy! That's so creepy, oh my I god, know. that's an amazing bit of music. Um, uh, w this is welcome everyone to a new thing we're trying. Yes, this is something uh, we said from the very start. We were going to do, we were gonna do it, but we didn't. So we we had there was an idea um, that we would do a bi-monthly or monthly um, recommendation for our mm. audience, and each month it will be either myself or Gabe recommending a movie that ideally the other person has never seen. Yeah. And Gabe, do you want to tell it's... me what you showed me? So, we, we had a bit of a, a very nice... I know the term, but... Very I nice! Uh, very nice! Yeah, it's Borat 2. Um, <laughs> That's your it, recommendation. We have a very nice... Uh, it's a term that I don't know if I can pronounce... Serendipity? Serendipity. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's the situation we're in. Where I, I actually wanted to do for the podcast, I wanted to do the film Trick or Treat. Yeah, because, we, because you've been watching a lot of horror movies. It's, yeah, it's October. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Right? So, um, Trick or Treat is a great example of a Halloween movie. Absolutely. We watched it. It was fun. And we thought, we have nothing to say about it. Yeah, no, it. it's it's good. It's really good. Trick, good. Or treat, Trick or Treat's a really good movie. And then you and I, just the other day, we both, for the first time, watched American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Which yeah. is a... Which is awesome Halloween movie it's a great yeah. horror movie and you sh yeah. you showed me the first half of Tremors great movie yeah. but um, so a lot of great horror stuff yeah, going we, on we watched a lot of really good horror stuff but like, um, at the same time like the day before we watched Trick or Treat or like yeah. a couple of days after something like that we actually bought tickets to go and see a 4K restoration of Akira yeah which I have which never, seen, had never seen and, and you've wanted to seen. show me for a long time yeah and I thought you know what I'm just gonna do that for the Recommendations yeah, because I mean, we're gonna go and watch it already. So I'm like, yeah, that'd be a great recommendation. Absolutely, and, and you, I think, pretty much since we've known each other, you've been astounded that I haven't watched Akira. And and yeah. honestly, I personally feel very, you know, depressed that I, I had <laughs> waited this long in my life to watch this movie because it's, you know I'm a huge fan of Japanese animation and adult animation in particular. It's actually considered to be more of a cult classic than a, you know. Than like a huge blockbuster. Yeah, thing you yeah. if you haven't seen it, it's weird. Was right? it successful when it was first released? It was. Yeah, it was like critically, I know it was. Success. Right, in okay. Japan alone, yeah. and then in in America, it made forty five million. That's not bad. That's really good. That's For really good. First, it was the first anime movie to make that much money. Or like yeah. first time that it was uh, shown in America. Well. Yeah. So, I yeah. know that it is often it was credited really as being... successful, yeah. but it was even more successful on VHS sales. Oh, of course. Because um, yeah. then a company that I can't remember the name of uh, started releasing uh, VHS copies of anime and, yeah. and Akira. Like, Akira's success in theatres brought them to put in this VHS, right. uh, anime VHS for America in general, and it also sold a lot of VHS Akira itself. I bet, I bet. So, yeah. So Akira, it's very important for anime in general. Yeah, immensely. Like, I mean, like it, it, it's always been, you know, so iconic, kind of aesthetically. Uh, with, as I've, you know, mm. been getting into film, and you know, you see the Akira motorcycle everywhere. You see the yeah, jacket. The, you the, see that the one pill. shot of like sliding. Oh uh, yeah. 
not towards the camera like there's one shot side towards the camera yeah there's like, one towards the camera I, I, I saw that shot and immediately thought doing that in live action is now one of my oh yeah and I was thinking amazing. could you do it um, when the shot comes up I'll, I'll point it out to you but I was imagining imagine if you could like pull it off in live action with like someone skidding a motorcycle and then coming to a stop with the foot right in front of the lens yeah it would be the coolest shot ever um it's like uh, so we saw it in an amazing way to see it. We saw it at the Hayden Orpheum um, mm. over the weekend, and it was a 4K restoration, like Gabe said. Madman Entertainment has actually just you know been re- releasing it in how many theaters in Sydney? Like every theater I looked playing at, it. it's playing it. It's it's pretty impressive. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, partially because I mean, yeah, that's the shot where mm. um, Tetsuo just slides to a halt. No, that's too, that's. That's oh, that's um Canada, 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 fucking Canada, Canada. Canada. Oh, God. yeah, blame Canada, blame Canada. Um, that's kind of the whole story. Is blame, it's blame Canada. Canada. It's all Canada's fault. Is Canada oh, yeah. is Canada the like worst protagonist from anything? No, it's he's great. He's a piece of shit. He's a really he's bad a very, guy. Um, you're not that familiar with anime in general. Uh, with movies, somewhat, but yeah, not with, anime not with movies, series. but you're not series no. and and manga, that. yeah, no. Like, yeah. I love the art style. I, I like know a lot of the art style, but not, yeah, not intimately familiar with the, yeah. the stories. That's but one. Yeah, That's one of the better shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I heard as well when I saw from the manga is that Canada, yeah, it's not actually. Meant to be the main character. Ah, who's the who's the main? There is no main character. Ah, uh, it's just or, like a. It's about the a city. lot of a lot of little vignettes. No, no, no. It's a lot of characters that have different storylines. In here, something I've heard is that the movie, it's pretty much the first half of the first manga. Yeah. The second half of the last manga. Right. And all the middle and, and like and then, and then and then the plot points of the middle kind of like skip. Yeah. Like, not skip, but like yeah. Like, there's a few characters that are very important that are not that much in the film. Yeah. And, like, yeah, so you can see that in the manga already being like, yeah, that's pro- that probably was, like, 200 pages of setup. Yeah, 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 totally. That, I mean, that happens a few times We in just the saw movie. the first scene of the mutant child being escorted by this, this guy, who I can't remember the name of, and they're getting chased by two dogs, and I remember in the theatre being like, oh, I really hope we find out why the two dogs are chasing them. No, they're just getting chased by two dogs. No. You, don't ever, you don't ever find out, and that's... I mean, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Watching this film though for the first time on, on probably the most you know incredible yeah. theater to watch it. The Hayden Orpheum is a great theater. I really love it. Do, do explain your experience on that. On your yeah, first yeah. Time. So, so it was the Hayden Orpheum where you know we saw Never Look Away, and um, I, I saw you it's know a great screen to watch great screens in. Yeah, it's and, and good. really comfortable seats. There's really yeah. good, you know spacing between people. It, it was a really awesome place to see it. And the movie just, you know, opens with the 88 nuclear destruction of Tokyo. Not nuclear. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, It opens with the destruction of Tokyo, and then we jump to the year 2019, (laughs) and you get the bright red bold font Akira with that giant drum hit. And then you're into, you know, Neo Tokyo. And I I have to say, the first 20 minutes of this movie might just be the greatest thing i've ever watched like it is it i felt like <laughs> i was you know back in the 80s chasing, watching yeah. tron for the first time like seriously it was like nothing i'd ever really seen mm-hmm. or experienced even though you know the movie is now 
88. 40 years old? Yeah. Almost no, 40. No, almost yeah, no, almost 40. 40 years old. It feels so modern. Yeah. It feels it, it feels remarkable. Like it's like watching Blade Runner now where you know it it's not it, almost forty fucking thirty two years old. Thirty thirty two years old, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm bad at math. But um yeah, it felt just remarkable to watch it. It felt really, yeah. really good. It's not something that has it hasn't aged that much. Well it's got its own aesthetic and that's the great thing about watching things like this well, and heavy metal and like it really excused its own aesthetic by like in, in the war of Akira, there's yeah, been yeah. a nuclear war. Yes. So it's not meant to represent... Reality. Reality that much. It's like 2019. 2019 doesn't look like that. Uh, yeah, 2020 but, does look like that. But, but like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But like you watch Beverly Hills Cop and it's so obviously set in the 80s. It's so obviously set in like the no, early No, no, no. 80s. What, what I mean is that um, something like uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 2015. It's like, yeah, they didn't get yeah, no, anything no. But like in the, it's, it's, it's their excused. Uni- it's excused because there was no. A but war. in Back to the Future, it's their universe as well. And they very clearly say, yeah, yeah. It's like that timeline of fucking and money and okay. money and Doc unintentionally fucking cause it so that everything goes wrong and they ruin the 2015 we could have had. Ah, uh, where? Oh my god, hoverboards instead of Facebook. Uh, instead, I'll take of, that. instead of fucking Arab Spring, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, my first time watching it, yeah. I actually watched it on film. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you watched film. it a couple of years ago for the first time. I saw it, like, 2017. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Aaron from our class. In, when we did. Um, afters. No, no, she was there. Oh, sweet. So I was like, oh, wow. I, like, I saw her in, in the screening. Yeah, cool. And Yeah, it, it, it was kind of funny because I explained this to you. I, I think I explained it before. Yeah. But, like, I knew nothing of this film. I yeah, knew yeah, images. Yeah. Yes. And I knew it was weird and, and fucked up. And, and yeah, I knew some of the themes. So uh, when the movie started, my first time watching it, there was no sound. Oh, no. And then the, the image oh, broke. Oh, you mean, you mean the... the... The image broke oh, fuck. and came back. Right. And then there suddenly, kind of like a, a bug in the sound came in. And I was like, wow, this is like amazing filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't believe like this is so like meta. Restrained. It, it was so meta. It was like, oh, this is like amazing. It's like, no, that wasn't mm. intentional. That was just a glitch yeah. from the start of the film. It was like, oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What a what a like great sounding film. Like, yeah. I, I, we're going to talk about the visuals, and I mean, you could you could write a oh, I could, I could, many well, people have written dissertations on the visuals of this film, and everybody has stolen from this film I, for I obvious could, reasons. Oh my god, yeah. Like watching this film is like, oh look. Final Fantasy VII is not that original. Oh look, uh, Blade Runner is not that original. Blade Runner is before this. I is was it? Gonna... Yeah, wait. What Blade Runner? I believe is 80... 82, I want to say. Oh, it's right after Alien is Blade Runner and Alien seventy nine, right? Uh, I oh no no Blade no, no, Runner is no. definitely before this. Blade Runner's like what I saw today in a video. Yes, is that Blade Runner? Yeah, it's eighty two. Yeah, the, the Blade Runner used neon lights. Yes. Because neon lights were really used on Tokyo. Tokyo, Tokyo of course. And Blade Runner is inspired by Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the thing that's interesting about Blade Runner is what this and Blade Runner are set in the same year, 2019, which I think is very <laughs> clearly a nod to Blade Runner in this film. Yeah. 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 No, well, I... I or no, you know what? No, the 2019 thing is just for the Tokyo Olympics. <laughs> yeah, which it's pretty funny that like... <laughs> 
we we are in the year that was meant to be the year of the Tokyo Olympics, and they did in fact get delayed because yeah. of a, because of a world-ending crisis. <laughs> it's 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 pretty funny. It's pretty great. It's really funny to think that I went to Japan this year. Like I got to kind of see yeah. a lot of this. Not 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 this kind of Japan, but like you know, it, it, it's really cool seeing. Even in the first couple of shots, I noticed there's that flickering streetlight that is actually the Akira sign. Mm. You find out later in the film, like B fifty two or whatever it is, and you see mm, those no, lights. Getting that right. Yeah, getting well, that I right. don't remember the exact street <laughs> name, but like, is it lighter than the club? Yep. Yes, not the Akira sign. It's the club. It's the club light. Yeah, B one. It's B one. Oh yeah. come on, I was fifty one numbers off. <laughs> um... Bananas and pajamas, B one, B two. Yes. Do you understand that reference? Yeah, I, yeah, I know that reference. Pajamas, All right. pajamas and bananas. Pajamas and bananas. bananas and pajamas. Yeah, I know, I know what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't grow up with them, right? No, I did grow up with them. Fuck yeah! I, I had some VHS of them. I can't wait for the gritty reboot of bananas and pajamas. <laughs> I think I think I've seen that image of like. The first banana is like, it's like he has the second banana on no, his arms, he's no. dead. It's oh like, no, oh, the, teddy be- the teddy bears kill him. It's like <laughs> stray dogs with the fucking teddy bears breaking into the banana's house. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I- I've completely lost my train of thought. Yeah, um, the-, the sound of the score. Do-, do you know who did the score for the film? I'll, I'll-, I'll search up Cast Crew. Because I-, 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 I- I'm not going to remember everyone's names from one yeah. watch, so I'm going to have to. I didn't even remember the, the director's name when I've. Katsuhiro Tomo. I heard it also, like 50 times of course, um, I need to just double check. Yeah, he of course directed Steam Boy, which is a movie I've seen. Um, yeah, Hammett. Yeah, yeah, Steam Boy's good. Steam Boy's really good. It's like a Victorian. Is that good at this? No, fuck no. <laughs> Are you kidding? Of course not. I mean, it has Patrick Stewart now from Melina for the English sub. Which you is think I'm going to watch an anime in English? Yeah, because Patrick Stewart and Alfred Molina do the English dub. So, yeah. And I think Kieran Hines is, like, the other bad guy. It's, like, a fucking amazing cast. And, yeah, he did uh, Memories, which I've seen, which is a really, really awesome, like, anthology of anime stories. What else has... Like... Uh, yeah, so, let me, let me I, I know it's, it's, it's so obvious, but, like... And and I'm pretty certain that he created or was part of the team behind Astro Boy. I'm like very Astro Boy. No, I'm fairly certain he was involved in some way. I was going to read his biography. He did something with um, George's Bizarre Adventure, the nineties one. Interesting. Yeah, this guy. This guy has done a lot of iconic stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's he's one of the more famous um, Japanese um, um, anime directors. I've got to watch um, Fist of the North Star. That sounds good. That sounds really cool. That's um, that's what inspired. A, I think it's the same creator as right. Jojo's uh, Bizarre Adventure, but I'm pl- I'm pretty sure that the guy that did oh, you said Jojo's Bizarre Adventure? Yeah, right. I'm just seeing in music department because the Fist of the oh, Night Star. It's kind of like the same era as Akira. It's kind of like back in the eighties when wow. they, when he they were making. Has, he only has Akira credits. Ooh, the, the, the composer. The composer. Yeah. This is a great score. Yeah. Yeah. I do, do, yeah don't you is. think? It's yeah, a, yeah, it's it a really good score. Yeah. Interesting that he hasn't done more than that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty pretty strange. Oh, wow. The editor on this film is the same guy who edited um, a few Miyazaki films and Paprika, which is like the famous um, Satoshi Kon film that was a huge inspiration for Inception. Yeah. 
Have you seen Paprika? Nah. I haven't either. We really should watch it. No, we're going to watch Perfect Blue. Well, both. Have we'll you seen Perfect no, Blue? No, no, no. And which I know is a huge inspiration for Aronofsky, for like yeah. his films. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, really yeah, cool. You know this. what? You need to watch more animes. Uh, yeah, I need to watch because, more everything. Like, almost every director, like, he's, like, yeah. uh, Cameron, everyone. Almost every author, director, yeah. author, it's kind of like... Auteur. Auteur, yeah. Yes. Uh, it, it's like, oh yeah, I'm inspired by these animes, and it's like, yeah. yeah that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, anime is definitely really useful to get kind of aspirations for live action filmmaking. Yeah. Like, absolutely. It'd, it'd be impossible to make this in live action. Well, yeah, here's the, I know thing, trying, I, here's the but... one thing I know about the film is that Taika Waititi was on board to shoot it this year. Um, and then in 29... Yeah, no, he was, he was... In 2019, he signed on to direct it for Warner Brothers, who have had the rights since, like, the early 2000s. And then, because he wanted to do Thor Love and Thunder, the project was put on indefinite hold. So, once he finishes Thor Love and Thunder, filming, you know, in January here in Sydney... Allegedly. Um, what? Allegedly filming? Yeah, unless something else happens. Nah, it's, it's definitely going to film in January. <laughs> they, got, they got it down. Yeah, they got it down. Like, Shang-Chi just wrapped this think... last weekend there. They've got COVID down. Did all the actors that came here to film... Yeah. They weren't able to go back to America, were they? Yeah, of course... No, they're stuck here forever. What the fuck do you think happened? No, you can go back to America and Australia. Like, they've got Disney money. They just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, can... just, they just have to quarantine. They're fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think the crew and shit just came and went? No, I think during the quarantine, they probably stayed here. That's A, that's a lot of I them thought. did. Like, yeah, I'm that's, sure, that's what I I'm thought. pretty sure Bill Pope was stuck here. Yeah. But like Chris, um, not not everyone. Chris Cowan definitely went back to the US and then came back. Okay. Yeah, he like yeah, hmm. and he had to do the two week quarantine. And he'll probably have to quarantine on the way back. But yeah, it's like, yeah, it's there's systems they figured out for it. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, live action Akira. Watching the film seems like a really really strange choice for a movie to adapt. I know, I know it's successful and I know it's like iconic. It's but it's a to be honest, classic. But... It's it's a classic, but like I really. I don't see the point. Don't see the point. It's just like, what are you going to... How are you going to make it better? And, and failing that, how are you going to make it? Yeah, how are you going to make... Because the aesthetic of the film and, and the animation... Yeah, is kind of what you watch it for. It's not even, like... Even, even if... Well, the themes are also very, you know, yeah, I, interesting. I, the, the story is like... Great, it's like a fun, you know, adventure caper. Fun, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you know, guy gets taken by the government, experimented on. His friends go to save him. That's like the whole story, and then you know, friend goes loses power. <laughs> it's a big yeah. oversimplification, but like, it's not. It's it's not fucking war and peace, right? It's like a very small story. Um, well, when you when you look at it, kind of on terms of what happens, and then you know, it's presented on this fucking bombastic scale. Yeah, I do think you could, you could adapt the story, in a way. Oh, definitely. But definitely. I don't think if they're gonna do Akira live action. Yeah. They shouldn't just recreate it. No. They no. can't. They literally. You, it's impossible. Literally can't. Yeah. You suggest. I don't think you can do that. Maybe you. you maybe you should, they should try to follow more the manga and do multiple films because you couldn't do. I'm sure they. I'm sure they've thought story. about that. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is like. As much as I think this film is fucking 
fantastic. It's it's kind of a weird story to kind of tell now. What do you mean by that? Like, like nah. I don't know. This is sort of pre the obsession with apocalyptic futures. And now there is so much kind of out there about apocalypse um, settings that the thing that's special about Akira for me in terms of apocalyptic settings is it's really fucking beautiful. Like, it's a really... Like, even though Neo-Tokyo is destroyed and, like, chaotic, it's it feels like a really beautiful city. Like, it's a city... Like, Cyberpunk obviously has pulled so much from it and I can't wait to play that game. And, like... Um, I, oh, my God. I, so, I would so love to, Akira like... DLC. Yeah, I would love... Well, you know, the bike is definitely going to be in the game. 100%. Oh, yeah. But I'm thinking that there's a DLC that the explosion happens somewhere in the city. Oh, yeah. And, like, everything else is destroyed. You have to fight, like, a, um, a giant Tetsuo boss. You have to fight Superman. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, yeah, I, I just think that it, if you're going to do Neo Tokyo today, it's very different from... It should be completely different to the 80s idea of what a destroyed yeah. Tokyo looks like. Yeah, that's right. And I don't that, know. I, a, I you just... know, that's, that's a good point. That's a way that you could adapt it. Yeah. So if this was... If this Neo Tokyo, it's kind of like a capsule of what Tokyo was like. Yes. With that bad technology. Yeah, the vision of it in the 80s. Right. You should do that now. You should take Tokyo today. Yes. And see your vision of it in 30 years. Yeah, yeah, completely. That, that, that right. If, if, so if, the they, if they adapted Akira into, you know, live, live action, action yeah. is that they shouldn't just do the same visuals. They should do, oh, fuck They no. should completely do their own yeah, thing. Yeah, it needs but, to be as visually distinctive but tell a thematically similar story. The problem with that is that if they do that, people would say, oh, what's the point of making it an Akira film? Mm, I don't right. know, because, like, the only thing that's even comparable that we've had in the last couple of years is Ghost in the Shell. And in my opinion, Ghost in the Shell completely fails to visually match the themes of Ghost in the Shell. That's my that's my biggest criticism of that film is that the film is really fucking pretty and the oh, yeah. the, the the vision of is it's Tokyo and Ghost in the Shell isn't it? Sure. It's 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 a city. The city looks really fucking pretty and bright and colorful and that's a problem because Ghost in the Shell, the city isn't meant to look fucking nice. The city is meant to be a grid. The city is meant to be like a place that people inhabit. And one of the things that um. I've talked about him a lot on this podcast, but one of the things that Nerdwriter so brilliantly pointed out in his video is so much of the anime of Ghost in the Shell is people's perspectives at street level, whereas in the American version, you get, like, these really complicated shots flying through buildings. That's like, you know, the Schumacher Batman and Robins where you got these these really, you know, these crazy ah, angles that a human no, couldn't that yeah. a human couldn't ever see. Hmm. And so much of what makes the anime amazing is how just... I, it, it sounds like a criticism, but how flat uh, you're presenting this future city. And I really, really respect that about it. Okay. You know what I think is the closest thing we've had to an Akira-esque aesthetic in a modern blockbuster film is um, Pacific Rim. Specifically, you know, the Hong Kong stuff. Just trying to yeah, think. Okay, like, you know, the, yeah. the Hong Kong stuff, yeah, kind of looks like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not as, you know, developed as Akira. No, nah, like, it's not as developed, but yeah, no, I can see that. But nothing's as so developed you, as Akira. you know, get Guillermo to do it. Oh. He loves to do the final scene of it. Yeah, oh my God, could you get, imagine? Get Guillermo to do the, the, the last film. Get, get Guillermo to go direct the final <laughs> yeah. scene, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, w- I would have loved to have seen, like, if he hadn't killed those kids. Fucking, uh... <laughs> Just because we watched American Werewolf the other day, um, I would have loved to have seen 
How can I forget his bloody Mark name? John Landis. Mark is the son. John Landis um, doing like an 80s grungy R-rated adaptation for the US of Akira using practical effects. Mm. Like Escape to New- from New York. Like seeing like a really neo-tech Escape from New York with crazy creature effects for the final bit. That would, yeah. I would love to look back and see kind of the Americans try and do something like that. Whereas now it's like... The, the thing that kind of sucks now about movies, and this isn't, you know, anyone's fault, it's just the evolution of time, is that you watch Akira, and, and I, I know you've done some research about this, but I'm watching so much of this film, I'm like, how the fuck did they draw that? How the fuck did they make that much detail in these frames? Whereas now it's like, it's even, if, even if the new Akira cost, you know, $500 million and, you know, 20,000 people worked on it, I'm still going to see it and just know it's a computerized image or it's at least enhanced by a computer. And as amazing as everything... Like, I say that, but also watching Blade Runner 2049 felt so different to watching every it, other It really film. depends. It depends on, on the story. It's like... Well, well no, yeah. it depends on the filmmakers and how yeah. much effort they're going to put in to make it look better than... Well, it's both. It's like the craftsmanship put into it and it's the story that, like, is yeah, motivating those places. You know what? A CG backdrop. Yeah. Some CG backdrops do half the effort that oh, something completely. like this has. Yeah, yeah. It just it's for us, our eyes still see them as fake. Yes. But with animation, because it's all animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's, you're you're completely really right about it. Like that. Brazil like, is a great film to talk about because it, it's mm. from the eighties. It's from the same era, and obviously, I believe yeah, Brazil's eighty four, and I think this film was quite influenced by Brazil in some of its choices. Some of them. Like, in terms of the way that some of the future stuff looks. I, I really uh, I really think now, when you watch Brazil, you can see some of the map paintings. You can see some of the miniatures. You can see some of the, the tackiness of the backdrops. But it creates its own reality so holistically that you almost accept it as just part of the fucking world. Like when we watch Star Wars now. Like, like old Star Wars you see those miniatures and everything and you see the suits and you see like the guy in the, the Satan mask but it's like yeah that's part of Star Wars that's just the fucking world they've created you know what Star Wars is kind of like I don't even see a mistake I don't know yeah whereas you're so enthralled in it you're like yeah what, yeah what yeah well it? it's the same when like you said with watching the animation where like some of it isn't as detailed as like the most modern Miyazaki films yeah. the Satoshi uh, um, or um Weathering With You um yeah, I know. Uh, Makoto Shinkai. It's yeah. not. It's not like watching, you know, the most sp- beautifully animated three D camera moving anime of today. But you totally accept it all as part of Akira. Yes. And so that's yeah. the challenge: is if you're going to make this film now, you need to, from the first shot, make us believe that we're watching Akira from this visionary in yeah. this story. You know what the uh, which twenty forty nine I think pulled off the one show that actually made me think that CG is there now Mandalorian it's Mandalorian of course and which Taika Waititi directed the best yeah. episode of yeah can't remember the, which one he directed. finale the finale yeah. yeah yeah not like that Mandalorian that technology applied to Akira would be incredible yeah. Mandalorian was is the first time in recent times I'm like I can't really tell yeah. Shot by shot, which one I can't is the tell CG? which one and which one's and real. which one is the real one. Yeah, a million percent. Right, it's a huge threshold in visual effects work that um, yeah. is going to be now 
in everything. Good. Not <laughs> not just because it's good, but because because of COVID, it is literally going to be used on everything. Oh yeah. Like, like Thor, Thor Love to- and Thunder, they're you, building stages for it. You told me that uh, Batman is going to utilize that technology yes. now. And it's going to be funny that we're going to be able to tell the difference between those scenes and the scenes. So- well, that's that. the challenge. It's like Justice League again, where it's like, are you going to be able to tell post-COVID, pre-COVID stuff? Because right. that's Matt Reeves' challenge now. That's the challenge of everyone on that film now, is to make the stuff they shot before COVID look the same as the stuff shot after COVID. Is, is this the next few years of films? Yeah. Yeah, mm. of course. Okay. Yeah. Like, Bond is the last film we're going to see that genuinely wasn't affected by COVID. Yeah. Actually, we're never going to see it because um, I'm not paying for Apple Plus. <laughs> okay, you know what? This is the funniest... This is the weirdest thing. Yeah. To be able to support the film industry... Yes. We have to illegally watch the film. Why? Because if you if you go to Apple Plus and you pay for it, then... You know, the terrorists it's in- win. It's incentive... <laughs> You know, theaters to close, and cinema. You're you're, you're right, but also you shouldn't illegally download movies. So like, fucking, like, yeah, no. Okay, here's the best case scenario. I'll pay for Apple Plus, but that's the no. Fuck that. I'm not paying paying for Apple Plus. Here's what we do: we show up to the fucking theater, pour gasoline over ourselves, and demand that the CEO of MGM (laughs) plays it in the theater, or else we'll. Fucking no, we, we, we go to the theater. No, no, we, we go. To, we go to the Apple Store and no, douse no, ourselves in gasoline. We, we go to the theater. We, we pay the we pay in the cashier twenty five dollars and like, what the fuck is this for? And we just sit down with our phones watching the movie. <laughs> that's perfect. That's no. That's it's, how we it's, the, it's the, 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 the rent your theater deal. We're like. We pay the theatre to watch an illegally sourced version of James Bond. <laughs> and we invite everyone we know to also pay for it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it's really frustrating. It's a really frustrating future. Anyway, a ki- it's still better than... Actually, I don't know. I, I don't know which future I'd rather live in. Would you rather live in this 2019 or our 2020? Oh, well, at least in... They got the Tokyo Olympics. <laughs> no, what are you talking no, about? I know, I know. <laughs> Um, I don't know. In this future, you can see like S- Superman flying around. Even even though they, he's gonna kill us all, still pretty cool. It's so weird. In our future, it's not that interesting. So uh, I mean, Akira is not a very complicated movie. But do you want to like talk oh, about the, pl- the plot? Like, I th- I think the themes do get a bit complicated. Yeah, yeah, but and and especially the ending gets a bit complicated and hard to explain. A little bit, yeah. You know, it's you can like the overall plot. Yes. You know what's happens from moment to moment it's not that complicated but some of the reasonings behind it gets a bit complicated mm. so um, first of all something I wanted to mention yes that is interesting this came out not before the manga not after the manga but in between the last what? issue the last issue of the manga came out in 92 oh so the manga had been going and then there was a couple of issues to the manga. The movie came out, and it. Oh, oh, that that makes sense. I thought I thought you meant that they released like a section of the movie, and then they released a manga, and then they released another. <laughs> no. no, no. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So this like halfway through the manga, this, roughly. Uh, I haven't looked up exactly. So in other words, this spoiled the ending of the manga. This is the Game of Thrones. In other words, day. in other words, yeah, this is like the Game of Thrones thing. Yeah. Of, uh, the books are almost do, done, and then do people like this ending? Oh, okay. So let's put that in the manga yeah yeah <laughs> let's uh, let's change a few things 
So yeah, it's it's interesting to think about that because the ending is meant to be similar. Mm. Few things changes, but it's meant to be similar. So yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah. So I'll talk, talking about frames. Yes. Before we get to the story, so some mom, some scenes of the film. Yes. I had twelve frames of animation, which is the standard. From oh oh yeah 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 twelve frames. Then, 12, twelve frames a second. You you mean? Yes. Really? Because other, other times it's 24. Yeah, I was so under it's the not impression this was the, the first... Time. Okay, I no. thought this was the first feature that was entirely 24. But yeah, that makes sense. Because I, I think I noticed something. It's like there, it's oh, 12 yeah, frames, yeah. very obviously, yeah. Right, so yeah. it's... it's that, that's one of the reasons the movie looks so good. It's yeah, 24 yeah. frames of cell animation. You, I've talked to you is, about Richard Williams before, right? No, the the kind of, in my opinion, the greatest animator maybe to ever live. He, who animated you know all the Pink Panther openings and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He was the director of animation and he did you know Cobbler and the Thief. And he oh was yeah like, yeah the Cobbler and the Thief. He that, was yeah. he was the guy who was like twenty four should be the standard for animation. And you watch those Cobbler and the Thief scenes and you're like, every single frame oh, yeah. of this is like it's crazy. Somebody spent a month drawing one frame of this. It's so insane. It's pretty crazy. And th- this is like phenomenally difficult, some of this stuff. Hmm. Just watching it with the bare minimum I know about animation, it looks so difficult. There's some cheats, like I know Corridor Digital talked a little bit about um, when they had that great animator on, on who I can't remember the name most, of. Most of the. There's a lot of times that background is cheated. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Is like it's literally just you know a couple of frames repeated, and and when they're on the motorcycles, there's a lot of that. But there are there are also times where there's some really great complicated plates of different buildings and um, and elements to give you depth, hmm. where you've got these great low angle shots of the bikes. I mean, have motorcycles ever looked better than in this film? Ever? This is <sighs> this is the coolest. Not just because you know um, Canada's bike is just the coolest bike ever like you know as made famous now by the uh, by the crime against humanity known as Ready Player One but um oh I forgot about that yeah it's Artemis's bike in Ready Player One oh, fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> that movie imagine if that ends up being the only um, the only adaptation of Akira we ever get on screen good yeah good yeah, yeah, yeah honestly, I, don't wanna, I don't need to fucking see a bad version of live action of Akira yeah Oh, the other big... Um, I can't remember if it was influence on or inspired by, but um, I remember looking, immediately asking you after seeing it, was The Dark Knight Returns before or after? Dark Knight it, Returns was before this. Yeah, because a lot of the look at the gang members in this well, feels very Dark Knight Returns. Here's like, the thing, very. Here's the thing about Japan, especially in the 80s. They, don't, they didn't really get inspired too much by Western influences. But Western comic books, they must have, Mm. like... I I don't believe believe for a second that, like, Otomo wouldn't have been a huge Batman comic fan. Mm -hmm. Like, look at this this city. Look how Gotham it is. The thing about um, gangs... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gangs in Japan are are a very prominent thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Always always been. Yeah. Haven't you watched The Warriors? They're very prominent in America, too. But like a lot, like yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot I, more I, I get what you in mean. America, because it's a very, it's a very cliche thing to have guns in animes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like lots of animes, especially like near, near future. Yeah, like, yeah. Have I think, I think gangs are just kind of associated with most like urban 
Western landscape. Like, Australia has, like, you know, those infamous kind of, like... Why gangs in pop culture? Like, like motorcycle gangs and, like, you know, gangs of fucking, like... Yeah. We have a huge, like, mo- motorcycle gang iconography in our landscape. I can think of Mad Max. That's it. No, like, there's, you know, there's always, like, the, 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 the gang of bullies, like, patrolling the outback, like, looking to fuck with people in, like, you know, exploitation okay. stuff and, like, you know, classic Aussie stuff. Even Waking mm. Fright, there's, like, a gang of fucking bad dudes who are just up to no good. Like, mm. lots of Aussie stuff um, loves doing that. And, yeah, in the US, it's very much, you know, the, the kind of street gangs, the hooligans. But, yeah, the, the, just the look of the gang members in this, like, the clowns. What, they, they're called the clowns, right? The clown gang is the rival. Yeah, th- yeah. I think that's what they call them, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that, what they're so, called. That's yeah. so Batman. That's so, like... The clowns. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. I love it. I don't like, know. But I think, I think it's like Blade Runner, where it's, like, it's remixing so much of, kind of, these really easy to just buy into iconic things and, and putting them together and saying, yeah, like, you know, just because it's 2019, that doesn't mean that, like, gangs won't be around. Like, they're just going to be more heightened. They're going to be more, like, crazy. Mm. And I really, really dig that about this film. Yeah, it just it feels... <laughs> yeah, God, they're, they're in the streets. They're uh, wearing, wearing red hats. They're, they're in the streets right now. I'm not wearing masks. They're about to vote. <sighs> um... <laughs> It's uh yeah it's it's a cool fucking movie. I uh, um like, the the story's the story's great, but I don't know how much. Seems like you're not seems you're it. not very keen in the story. No, no, I really like the story. I just don't know how much detail we want to get into with it. Well, I I wanted to talk about characters. Yeah, okay. Specifically. Yeah. Well, kind so of Kate and Tetsuo. And Tetsuo. Kate's great. She doesn't have much to do. Kate she... it feels very feels like Kate is a lot more important. In the manga, oh, I, I, she has, sure. she's a lot more fleshed out. Yeah, in this, she's just strong, independent. We, we can talk about some uh, secondary characters, and then she's in love with um, Kaneda for some reason in the final twenty minutes. I think it makes sense. He does save her, yeah, like fucking six times. She whole, she she goes from like cold <laughs> to like loving very very quickly. And Kaori, no, no, you have fucking to think, Kaori. The way you, Kaori gets treated in this you have film, to think that like, uh, fuck. weeks happen in the film. It's not, yeah. it's not one day. It's yeah, weeks. yeah. I thought it was a week. I thought it was a week. No, no. They, they said it. They said, they said weeks or a week or something. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's actually quite a bit of time that happens in this film. Right. Okay. It's not just two days. It feels like it's just three days, but it's not. Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay. So I want to talk about the. Uh, we can talk about see some scenes I kind of want to touch on. It's like the, the scene with the all the politicians. Oh, the round table. The round table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can re- you can see how this society is completely completely dysfunctional. Fucked and it's dysfunctional. great. I mean, the scene that's on screen right now actually is uh, that I think is one of the standouts. Is like where the gang, um, Tetsuo's gang, are just chilling out on like a boardwalk, and this fucking bomb just goes off in the background. And it happens a few mm. times in the film where like it's kind of like in uh, RoboCop, where all of the, like you know it's. Life's oh, going, yeah, there is life's a, going or, or Total Recall, where you know life's going on, everything's going normal, and then you know a bomb just goes off, and there, there is it's a, a society terrorism aspect into it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, and I mean, Tokyo, I think had just had no, that's the nineties. I'm trying that's to think. 90s. The sarin attack. I was thinking the, of the, the, the gust. Yeah, 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 the um, which, uh, on, um, on Shinrikyo influenced um, my favorite anime, which is Evangelion. Oh, it, really? It's it's interesting that's inspired story. by Om Shinrikyo. No, 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 no. It, it influenced in a way of they were 
animated they were gonna do the last two episodes then that happened and they couldn't do the last oh. two episodes properly oh so it was fucked up it was a covid interference rather yeah, than yeah it was like covid interference style yeah. thing fucking omshin rikyo is one of the craziest things i've ever read about like that mm. especially that guy he's, he's just like have you seen what he looks like no nah. He's like one of the craziest looking people I've ever seen. I'm just no, sure. I think I did. I think I have. Yeah, he looks Same, like yeah. Buddha crossed with Osama bin Laden. Yes. But Japanese. <laughs> yeah. A Japanese yeah. uh, Osama bin Laden uh, cosplaying as Buddha. Yeah. yeah. Fucking it's, hell. It's weird. Yeah, Asahara. It's, it's weird. It's such a weird looking guy. It's such a weird story. I didn't know much about it until I did some research on Evangelion. Mm. And then I saw that and I was like, yeah. what the? How come this is not a miniseries? As famous as yeah. other terrorists. It's, it's really crazy, yeah, because they were like... Because everyone knows the Manson family. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess because America... The... Well, and also they, they you know... They, the, if, they probably, if they ask in Japan, probably everyone knows about it, so... Well, yeah, the other thing is that I think America, for better or for worse, really um, embellishes their most famous killers in a way that Japan, I think, respectfully tries not to. Like, from what I know... Uh-huh. Well, in Japan, they don't... I, I believe they don't show, like, you know, um, killers' faces on television, for example. If mm. there's, like, a crime, they try and avoid, like, showing them as much in the media. <laughs> that, that makes me think of the scene in Ankamanchi. Have you seen Ankamanchi? No, just the park scene. <laughs> in Ankamanchi, when uh, pretty much the main character creates the whole thing of Americans, uh, American media getting obsessed crimes yeah because it's his idea to follow um a criminal you know like yeah, yeah. With a helicopter and stuff it makes me think of that how yeah, they nice. exploit oh things yeah that are happening Massively. in their society yeah there's a there's a great there's a great bit in this where like a news helicopter is being told to land in the final battle and they're like freedom of the press is under attack <laughs> <Freedom> <laughs> and, I, and so many people in the theater laughed yeah like, that's that was the biggest great, laugh it's a great it's film. a great line it's a really good line <laughs> It was a good audience. They were actually people were really into it. There, well, there was one guy that was laughing at the dumbest things. Oh, oh, oh! They were like, oh, oh. like, uh. oh. The, you know the thing that you didn't. That I'm really glad I didn't know about this movie is mm. that um, David Cronenberg was called in to like uh, direct some of the sequences. Because fucking hell, this has some body horror in it. Yeah, the body the, horror. The in body this. horror in this is incredible. Like that scene where he just is crumbling and like. The, the, the teddy bear coming to life? Oh, no. Dude, when he's oh, yeah, when he falls drunk. on the, when he falls like on the street. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Disgusting. That stuff's it's like... Amazing. That really surprised me. It was really, really good. You, you got really surprised at the one scene that... Probably took... We'll talk about this in character. Never mind. But, um... Yeah. Any Like, a few scenes... Are there any other scenes you want to mention? No, no. What scene did I get surprised in? Like, just say it. Like, oh, yeah. In the hallway. He does this to the guy and he blows... Oh, up. that was great. And all the blood goes everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. in the he, hallway. He, he Dr. Manhattan's them. You got really impressed by that. Yeah. There is one anime that I can't remember the name of. Where someone just goes through doing Like, that. the ending is... It's a girl, right? You said. That, yeah, it's, yeah. It's kind of like the scene in... um When Akira's trying to get to the kids... Yes. Nakia, that's who I was trying to get Tetsuo, to the kids. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch of shoulders in front. And then he just goes through because he, yeah. you don't see what happens. But this is, it's a setup just like that. And it's this girl, and he she makes people's heads like pop off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And great. shit on a blood and all that. And yeah. Can't remember the name she, of it. Uh, she, the but boys, 
them. Yeah. Um, I, 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 as soon as we got out of the theater, I don't know why this popped into my head, but um, or popped out of my head. But um, I turned to you and said, "Do you think Josh Trank was a fan of Akira?" Oh because my the God. finale of both of his films are fucking What's completely ripped film, off, yeah. completely ripped off Akira. Like the ending, the ending of Chronicle is a million percent the ending of Akira, and so yeah. is the um, ending of Fantastic Four. Not the ending of Fantastic Four. Yeah, the final. Doctor Doom is walking through the hallway. The facility. He's the popping everyone's head. Popping yeah, heads. the ending. It's the final twenty minutes of the movie. You forgot about the blue laser. So quick. <laughs> oh yeah, the sky beam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You forgot about the sky beam and um, when they have to fight together. There is technically a sky beam in this. Oh yeah, when it goes <laughs> down, doesn't go up. Oh, I f- broke new, broke <laughs> new ground. That's kind of weird. He also not just one. There's like dozens of them at one point, like destroying oh, yeah. everything. That's great. I really like that. Yeah. Okay, let's get into characters. Okay, one character I kind of wanted to mention. Yeah, yeah. Which really feels like once again the manga really pushes him a lot more. Is the politician that is helping the terrorist? Oh, you mean, you mean Kay's Kay's mentor? No, 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 the, the guy that is oh, with the, the money the, at the, the end. money guy, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, the scumbag, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because at the start, he's helping the politicians. He's in, like, two scenes. Yeah, no, like, this one dialogue scene that has with Ryu, which is the yeah, case yeah, mentor. Yeah. Uh, right, where he's, like, saying something like, oh. He reminds me so much of, he reminds me a lot of the mayor in Taking of Pelham 123, where he's just, like, so reluctant. Yeah, he's okay. so scummy. And then uh, there's this, and then I saw him again in the scene with all the politicians mm. being idiots. I was like, oh, so he does work for the government and he's trying to take it down. Yeah. And then it's revealed later that you know, he's trying to get all the money. You know, this theme's so great in this thing. Yeah, and you got that great shot of um, Ryu is Kay's mentor. Just Ryu walking with all the fucking money flying Ryu through the air. Or something like that. Yeah. While, um, while the fat guy has a heart attack. Yeah, it's great. He has a heart attack. That shot of Ryu like passed down the street is really good too. When mm. he he dies, Ryu, not Ryu, no, um, the not government Ryu. guy. I wanted to talk about the guy, like the guy that's trying to stop Akira. Oh yeah, the 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 ball, the, the, is... the guy with the um crew, the your mohawk, mohawk. Yeah, one of my favorite things in this film is that guy. That guy oh, is yeah. presented from the start as the villain. There's but a few, he's not. He there's a few miniature yeah. shots of him. Yeah, yeah, early on. Like when, uh, yeah, he and the Doctor are clearly he... meant to be the antagonists. Well, the Doctor is the antagonist. Yeah, the, doc- the Doctor's the fucking... The, 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 the Doctor's the, the reason that everything The Doctor happens. is a monster. So much. The Doctor's so evil. Yeah, he's he, he has all the traditional iconography of a villain. Like, he's mm. got these really clean, clear, like, blocky shoulders. Um, He's got, you know, a perfect mohawk. He's got an awful moustache, which is always what a villain has. <laughs> he has this shot of, like... um a gate opening and, and like yeah he walks out like Darth Vader the light slightly showing his face yeah, yeah yeah that's that's what I wanted that's what I mean is that he's presented as the villain like that like Completely. Darth Vader yeah, like yeah, you yeah. just said yeah which is like ooh and there's like two or three shots like that yes very, very early Definitely. on then you slowly realise that he, he's like he's, he's working not... with the kids yeah yeah he's, he's like one of the reasons Tetsuo goes bad mm. you're like oh this asshole I can't believe he's such an asshole and then yeah. you slowly realise it's not like 
like that, like, oh no, I'm actually a good guy. You know, you slowly realize. No, he's he, actually he's forced into a situation him. where, like, he's like, I need to stop this. I'm yeah. like really trying, and he he's great. Like in the final battle, he's like trying everything, and you you actually yeah. totally are on his side. You're like, yeah, fucking figure out some way to kill this guy. I, I completely. <laughs> it's a really great bit of drama, yeah. and you're you're so right to point it out. Yeah, he he's really interesting. You know who he kind of reminds me of? Um, he reminds me a bit of the teacher in Battle Royale. Where, like, he starts out presented as, like, just the villain. He's He's got no more depth than that. And then towards the end, it's like, oh, right. Yeah, you're no, actually, you've got, that, you've yeah. got this whole other kind of life going mm. on. He's a really interesting character. It's really good to talk about him. Yeah. And then, I, I mean, we've got to get to Tetsuo and um, well, Canada. Canada. I mean, I, I, Canada, like, just kind of goes from being sort of a, a scumbag to, like, a guy who... It's almost like Canada wants to kill his friend because no one else should. No, no, he definitely, that's definitely the thing. It's yeah. Like, I should be the one I should be the you. one who kills you, yeah. It, because it's the story between it's the two. It's kind of funny. It, the story between the two of them is that they obviously are being friends. Yeah, since they were kids. Since they were kids. Yeah. They're both orphans. And Canada is always the one. Set. This is another thing I love is that yeah. at the start, Ted's was like, oh, I don't need you saving me all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, and, and then later on, Ted's when he's overly powerful, he tells him. I don't need you to save me any save me anymore, and, and he goes off to destroy the city. So yeah, that that's definitely a, like an intentional thing of like Canada, Canada, uh, yeah. being like, oh, I should be the one to kill you. I'm sure it's meant to be Canada, Canada. like if you say Canada, in English. Canada. Is it C A N E or C E N A D A? Canada. The, it's Canada. Written, it's written K-A-N-E-D-A. Right? Yeah, Canada, I guess. Yeah, Canada. Yeah. Canada. Or Canada. It's, it's Canada. It's the it's the captain in um Sun Sunshine. It's Canada. Canada. What can you Canada. see? Canada. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. That's <laughs> <No>, Canada. <laughs> Whatever. It, it is a thing of like he thinks he should be the one that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has to kill him. Yeah. And um Tetsuo, like, is a really interesting... Um, he, he's sort of the protagonist. They're kind of dual protagonists. He is... You could almost argue. The main character. Yeah, Tetsuo. Yeah. It's not... That's, that's the weird thing about this film, is that... What do you... What do you recognize most from this film? The bike and the red jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So you think that... Canada is the Kenneth protagonist. Is yeah. The main character. But yeah. He, he's as much of a main character as Tetsuo. I think... I they're, they're, pretty, has more. they're pretty even. That's what has more emotional baggage, even though he's oh, a villain at the end. Yeah, yeah. He has more of an arc. Well, yeah, again, it's like Chronicle, where, like, Dainty Han is definitely the protagonist, but he's, like, a villain. Like, he's... Yeah. He's a guy who, like, literally loses his humanity. I literally quite, forgot... Quite that, literally loses his humanity. I literally forgot that was what happens in Chronicles. Yeah. I don't hate it, but... No, it's, it's a fine film. It's um, fine. Uh, so, talking about Tetsuo and, like, the transformation... Because, oh. like, do you remember that little booklet I got for you in Japan? Oh, it's right. Have you got it? Shit. Right here. See, this is the only hint I had that the movie was about body transformation. I got you this really cool little Akira figurine collection. And one of the models, yeah. if you flip yeah. it, yeah. one yeah, of the you models... Can, you can see the kid. Oh, that's so well. sick. That's pretty sick. I really want to get these models. Yeah, one of them here, here, this one. 
you've got a model of um Tetsuo. Yeah, Tetsuo like mid transformation. <laughs> and that's the only thing that I saw that tipped me off that there was like body transformation in it. Yeah. So I didn't realise it was gonna be at the scale that it gets to in the film where he literally turns into like the baby from a race ahead. But like huge. <laughs> the baby great. from a race ahead. Yeah, it was so good. He's like giant. Yeah, definitely. It's it's great. It's pretty great. It's a disgusting event. Like, I love when he's reaching for Kaori and he's got, like, his finger that he's, like, made up of tons of other fingers and hands. Mm. Yes. It's really, really just fucked up nightmare fuel. And mm. I just love it. I love seeing stuff like that in, like, big action set pieces. It's so yeah. rare. Like, Mon- like, Mononoke is, like, one of my favourite films of all time. And, like, I love how fucked up and violent that film is whilst also being very grand and very beautiful and I think this film like is even more fucked up and violent but also mm. very beautiful this is a stunning looking film yes it is it truly is um talking about the arc of Tetsuo, Tetsuo. yeah um I yeah I think that that's one of my you know kind of preferred stories of like the under underdog mm. you know like I really like that the idea of like someone that has always considered consider himself to be a loser suddenly getting all these powers yeah and how is he gonna and, like, like use it whole, like yeah this is like what I said when, when I was watching it and I told you right after we saw it I was like oh so we just watched a good version of Brightburn yeah yeah this yeah. is what Brightburn have you watched be. it yet no you told me not to so. it's, it's not very good it's, it's, it's just very you know generic that's the biggest criticism okay. I have of it. It's just very generic. Yeah, so... Wait, we're about to watch the good version of Brightburn after this called Man of Steel. Yeah, well, he, come, he becomes a <laughs> kills sacrifice. Me, the, the joke that I said to Becky after watching Brightburn is... Superman kills way more people than the kid in Brightburn. Like, way more. Yeah. <laughs> like, directly kills more people. Kid in Brightburn kills maybe a dozen people in the movie. Oh, he doesn't go no, to a city in the street no, of city. No, Superman kills way more people. <laughs> way more people. 40,000 kills. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't have flown out of the city? <laughs> Couldn't have just destroyed them on their ship? Do you know that uh, Dra- Dragon Ball that happens constantly? A new bad guy appears, they're and like, oh, come... No, no, appears and they're like, oh, can we go somewhere so we don't destroy the city? And the bad guy's like, yeah, sure. Oh, that's great. I love that, that. happens constantly. Well, that, and my favourite thing about um, One Punch Man is like... How it's literally letters of cities, and they just every episode another one gets destroyed. Every <laughs> one episode, just, three of them get city, destroyed. City, city, city G's gone. City F, no. <laughs> I, I really think One Punch Man is making fun of Man of Steel a lot. One Punch Man is making fun of everything, everything. superhero related in the best possible way. But like way. so many animes as well. Oh, it's like, great. So it's, many it's, animes. It's, it it's maybe of. the best um, satire like yeah. ever made of so many of of that whole kind of obsession with the all-powerful hero hmm. it's so fucking funny oh there was one shot i wanted to show it's, you. it's one it's one of the best things becky's ever shown me it's so good i don't love season two compared to season one i think season two season one is like perfect season one every episode is like holy fuck this is good and season think... two it's like him dicking around at the tournament for like five episodes i think season two i do think this story i actually really like the story in season two yeah. when it focuses more a lot more on Katsuo, Katsuo, I think it's his name. Who the son? You know the the, the, the black, the bad guy. Oh, he's Katsuo, awesome. I think his name is. 
He's he, really good. And yeah. he is what carries that he, second he, season. He does make it good, yeah. The Definitely. problem with the second season Side is barely in it. They changed the animation studio. Oh, I and didn't you can know really that. notice it. It's wow. The animation in it drops a lot. Yeah, I noticed that, but I didn't and realize that's I don't why. know if you noticed, but I the thought they just very, had budget cut. The very last action bit in the film, you know the warm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big warm, right? Yeah. Remember that moment? You are waiting the whole film. Oh, this is the guy that almost killed number two or whatever, yeah. right? Oh, he's he's never been defeated. Blah blah blah. You're like, fuck yes! I thought I was gonna come in yeah, and yeah, wanna yeah. one punch it. The animation they use for it, do you notice? Yes, is animation from the intro. Of yeah, the first season. That was that was like the best way to ruin a moment oh yeah yeah that was the most ruined yeah it's like reusing footage in the final bit of an action scene like yeah it's like ruining an orgasm you can't do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) in a way because you're waiting for it the whole season it's like re-ruining an orgasm by your ex suddenly like showing up (laughs) like I've, i've seen you i don't want you right now yeah um um, uh, yeah, like all those scenes with Tetsuo in the city. Yeah, let's change the subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're great. With, like, it, it's, you know, it's the fucking Hulk Superman, like, chaos scene we've always wanted to see. And it's fucking excellent. I just love how the military is just killing civilians. Like, they just don't give a fuck. They're like, we need to kill well, this guy. That's the thing about the Man of Steel yeah. thing is that if they would have done it better, it would have been like, we gotta do what we gotta do, you know? If they actually kind of did that a bit better, it could have worked in Man of Steel. Yeah, right, you, it's haven't, like, you haven't read Kingdom Come, we, have you? No. Nah. The final beat of Kingdom Come is so fucking good, where the military, mm. like... Do you want me to just spoil the ending? Yeah. It's, it's not that big a surprise. The, mil- the, the military just decides superheroes have gotten too dangerous. We're going to... All the fucking DC heroes and villains are fighting, and the military's like, we've got to nuke them. And, like... This is amazing shot of Superman like kneeling and like screaming in like a graveyard of like hundreds of heroes who have like been turned to fucking skeletons. Fuck? It's great. It's an amazing graphic novel. It's one of my favorite graphic novels. Oh wait, it's DC. DC does a lot of one-offs. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it's, not it's own. It's its own. Um, it's like you know, it's old not, Superman, yeah. Batman, everything. It's, it's great. A, it's an inconsistent universe, like oh, Marvel. It, it's maybe the only DC property I would ever consider like a, like doing live action. Because it's just so perfect. Mm. I wouldn't change fucking anything. I would, I would literally just animate it and get Alex Ross to paint 7 million paintings to fucking animate it. He's free, right? Yeah, I'm, sure. God damn, Alex Ross. I got to see some original Alex Ross art the only time I went to Comic-Con. Mm. It was like, fuck. I got to see the original like Justice League painting he did. That they ripped off for the... Um, the just Not ripped off, they adapted for the Justice League poster. Mm. And it's like just... It's so, like his 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 skill as a painter is like up there with, you know, the Joel Reyes and like he he's one of the best painters in the world, and he just happens to be doing superhero art. Wow. Yeah, he's incredible. He's like he's one of the. How you know, old is he? He I think he's mid fifties now. Be, oh, what? Yeah, I, I might That's be. Young. I might be wrong about this. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna just young. I'm gonna just Google. He's he's just amazing. He's one of those just guys I. Fucking adore. Yeah, he's 50. He's 50. He's from Ar- oh, he's from Portland. That's cool. And yeah, all his art. I follow him on Instagram and all his art is just so good. But yeah, um, anything else you want to say about Akira? Like it's... You know, it's awesome. Yeah, f- great detail when he gets the cape and yes. puts it on. The red cape. Yes. 
It's because he, he you said, oh, see, he wants to look like Superman. But no, it's, it's, he wants to look like Canada. Canada. Yeah, he no. wants to look, not like Canada, he wants to look cooler than yeah. Canada. But yeah. like, that's part of this, his character. He wants to be cool. He wants to be, you know, you know be better than him. And that's why that moment at the end, yeah, when Canada first appears to fight him, yeah, he's confident. He's like talking shit to him, even yeah, though yeah. he could just kill him instantly. Yeah. He's, he's like... Oh, you know, I'm here to save you, you know, asshole. Right? And that's something I actually like, that Canada actually still is um, trying to act better than him, even though he's nothing compared to what Tetsuo has become. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, did you get the ending? Sort of. I'm trying to remember it, honestly. Yeah. It, it's very similar to the ending of Weathering with you, which we saw last year. All of Tokyo becomes like underwater. No, <laughs> no. Weathering with you is about two kids that are, uh, that are too selfish to save the world. Yeah, so the opposite of what the kids do in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where all the kids sacrifice themselves. Yes. To um to kill um Tetsuo. Well, it, no, it's 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 anime. <laughs> I oh, don't you try, explain you, it. Do you want to explain, I don't explain the, it? Yeah, yeah. It's like Tenet. Don't try to explain it. Feel it. I guess, um, but it it there are. Are you looking for a specific shot? No, I'm just trying to remember how it fucking ends. Yeah, like that's the, right. The, yeah, 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 yeah. He creates, 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 creates a new thing. universe, he, and he pretty much creates a new yeah, universe. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's it's about so yes, I did get it in something new. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, anything else you want to mention? Yeah. So why the fuck didn't you like Enter the Void? But you like this shit. Because in here they 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 shooting each other with fucking huge bazookas. Yeah, in the Enter the Void they're shooting crime into each other. It's fucking great. <laughs> fucking Tetsuo becomes a Superman and destroys half the city. I want to talk about like fucked up body horror. I want I want to talk about uh, yeah, two things I want to say before yes. we end is that I'm not a fan of Ghost in the Cell. Yeah, and for that I'm, our friendship has suffered. I'm, in another hand. I actually love You really want to this. bring this up, don't you? Well, no, I kind of explain my reasonings why. Yeah. Apart from, I don't like the characters in Ghost in the Cell. Yeah. I actually think... Uh, one of the things I didn't like in Ghost in the Cell is that it really made... It really, like, old, like showed you a lot of things. That they really tried to impress you with the, you know, the beautiful designs. Ghost in the Shell? Yeah. There's those scenes of the city that are like... It's like two minutes long with shots of the city with the bus turning around and all that. And it's it's very impressive animation-wise. But then... I can't remember when I saw this in comparison. Yeah. I don't feel like this does anything like that that much. All the shots in this are fairly faster. They don't... Yeah, yeah. This, this film has like, a massively quick edit pace. Definitely. It's not trying to like awe you and be like, oh, look how beautiful this is. Which I feel like... Gustin still did that a lot, in my opinion. Nah, I, I get what you mean. It, it was but like it, I think I think there's a difference between creating. Um, I, I think Ghost in the Shell is trying to do something very different, whereas I think this film's trying to get you like amped. I think this film is like about yeah. getting you fucking pumped and feeling like you're like you're you're trying to keep up. Whereas Ghost in the Shell is really like meditative. It's so fucking slow on purpose. Like, it holds on shots so fucking long that you actually almost, like... It, it, Ghost in the Shell is much more about getting you settled in the future, and this film is about, like, slamming the future into your face at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. So that's, that's so you kind can kind of, of see 
I can see your point about prefer. why Ghost in the Shell is more boring, but I think Ghost in the Shell is more interesting. I do. You do think it, Ghost in yeah. the Shell is more interesting? I love Ghost in the Shell. I just love it so much. Love everything about the world. Like, love the aesthetic. I, I can't can feel like Ghost in the Shell is. To me, it's just like Blade Runner. Impressive film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't care for it. You don't like the original Blade Runner? I don't care okay, for Okay, this Blade is an Runner. argument we'll have off mic. Yeah, but... no, we, we talked about it before. Oh, 100%. well. Sure, we have talked about it before. Not on mic. So not on mic. I don't want to get nasty. You know how, nasty. Uh, about a year ago, I said that fucking Blade Runner 2049 is better. I, I can eat a fucking dick. Blade Runner 2049 is a great film. Blade Runner 1 is fucking incredible. 2049 is better. Blade Runner 1 is perfect. doesn't matter that they why make 20 versions of it. Why is everything perfect? <laughs> like, no, it's not perfect. It's it's kind of boring. At times, it's not boring. It's oh, so zoom in. Like, uh, that, oh my god, it, try it. watching fucking Battle of Narayama or something. Jesus Christ, you gotta watch. Um, I'm gonna show you fucking uh, the. Um, I love 2001. I'm gonna show you uh, um, the Turin horse next. Sure, I love 2001. That's a slow. Santango. Film. 2001 is a slow. 2001 film. is fucking a fucking roller coaster ride it's... compared to some films. <laughs> You kind of is. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen it, we've seen it in theaters together movies. like twice, and it's so entertaining. It's one of my favorite movies. That's the thing that everyone forgets about Kubrick is that his films like are meant to be seen in a theater with an audience. And like my, the biggest mistake I've ever made about a film was watching Barry Lyndon at home on my own and not getting it. I just didn't fucking enjoy it. I got like twenty minutes in and I was really bored. Then I saw it at the Ritz on film with an audience. And in the first five minutes, people were laughing at all, like, the right things. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is how I'm meant to watch the film. Where, like, you can just laugh with people. And it's so fucking good. But it's kind of bad to have films like that, in a way. No. Because you can't always have that experience. Even more now. Yeah, but we should. Fuck, even more now. Apple maybe buying... I would argue that, like, Endgame is not as enjoyable if you don't see it with a full house. Yeah, no, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's not like, right. I don't feel the urge to rewatch Endgame. If it was playing in theatres again, I might go see it just to see it with an audience. But, like, I, I probably won't. But, like, that's what I mean. It's like, movies can only get better or worse as you see them at a bigger size and with an audience. Like, I think it was it's just, just amplified. It was always aimed to see movies on theatres. I think you should always aim so, to see, so seen I think you should always aim to see movies the way the filmmaker wanted you to see them. Because, like, there are films made for phones no, that work no, no, fine. No, my, no, my phone. I can't watch... David Lynch wants you to watch your films, his films on your phone. <laughs> on portrait mode, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine <laughs> if you met him and you just, like, had fucking blue velvet playing in your phone vertically. <laughs> <laughs> just walking you from... know what? I might actually do that if I ever met him. <laughs> That's so fucking bad. Yeah. Um... Anyway, that was... Uh, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. There was two things Sorry. I wanted to mention. Yes. The other thing I want to mention is that... My favorite anime, which yep. is Evangelion, yep. I'll say it's very similar to Akira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually, I actually prefer it. It's probably because it's about fucked up young kids with body horror elements fighting yeah. against evil giant forces. Yeah, how is and, it similar? <laughs> and the ending of it, it's and a it's lot... apocalyptic, right? Like it's a yeah, 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 yeah. It's very similar. Like yeah, wow. And it's the ending is also very similar to this, right? But a lot more. I think it's the ending of. Evangelion is a lot more depthful, I think. Well, after six seasons, that makes sense. You'd hope for that. What? After all that, all those episodes, you'd expect it to be like a, a more sophisticated it's ending. It's not that long. 
pretty short. Oh. Yeah, it's... How many it's, episodes are there? It's 24. Episodes? Yeah. Oh, why the fuck haven't I watched it? Jesus. Yeah, I know. The thing with Evangelion is that it's a lot more anime than this. I'm, I'm sure. You know what that means. I'm, I'm well, I, I've seen I've seen means. the cube that bleeds. So, like, yeah. No, a lot more anime by, uh, than this. I mean, there's one scene where the main character... Uh, he sees something in the bathroom. He comes out naked, and it's like, oh, it's like this funny scene. And I'm like, yeah. If you don't like and he gets, anime, like, he gets stuff the re- like that. He gets the really pink cheeks and his eyes yeah, turn yeah, to spirals. Like, yeah, like stuff like if you don't like <laughs> stuff like that, and Evangelion has a few things like that. So fuck. Yeah. Have you watched Kill the Kill? Yeah. Yeah. So good. It's great. Fucking hell. Another that uh, is so another, anime. Another parody of. A lot of anime. Is opinion. that meant to be a parody? I feel like they're just enjoying it. It's the it. over-the-topness of it. It's I'm, meant to be a parody. It, of, it's so just. There's so many tropes in Kill la Kill that is making fun of like normal animal anime tropes. <laughs> like, sure. It's a hundred percent meant to be a parody. Those guys, those guys that did that. Um, yeah. Th- that studio. Yeah, yeah. Also did Gurren Lagann, the same people, not the same studio. Which is also a parody of how absurd some anime mm. gets. And you know, uh, Guy Max that works in Akira is yeah. the guys that did uh, Evangelion. Oh, that's the studio, cool. So, oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, this has been cool, man. This is our first um, animation discussion. This is our first animated movie we've talked about on the podcast. What do you mean? We talked about. Oh yeah, we talked about the Star Wars prequels. I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, obvious. Most obvious one. Yeah, we talked about the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, Darth Maul wasn't real. Yeah, no, he was all fake. Ray Park was brought into the. You've you've heard the Peter Stefanowicz story about doing the voice for Maul, right? It's so fucking funny. It's so sad. I'm like, imagine. He got so excited to be. He Star got Wars so. He, he was like, I'm lines. gonna be the new Darth Vader. It was like, ah. <laughs> anyway, did Ray Parker do it. Do the voice of Darth Maul. Yeah. What? When did he not Ray Park? Is he fucking Ray Park. Ray Park. Do the voice? Did he do? He's voice? not. He's not a voice actor. Yeah, but he's like a. Stunt guy. You can see his face though. He's a stunt guy. Okay. Yeah. Just don't have the right voice. It was like David Prowse. George learned from. Well, he sp- speaks like this. I don't know what Ray. Ray Park probably has an awesome voice. Yeah. Not as good as uh, Sam Witwer. Kenobi. Hmm. All right. Okay. Bye, everyone. That's good. Thanks for listening to our uh, Akira talk. Yes. See you next time for... Uh, uh, whatever movie is next time. <laughs> we don't know when we're putting this <laughs> we're out. We're going to mention it, but... Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.